All right, Alexander, let's talk about the invasion of Russia, <laughs> the, the incursion from uh, Ukraine forces, Azov forces, from what I understand, into Belgorod, the Belgorod region, which, uh, from what I understand, have been um, annihilated. Around 47 uh, soldiers, tanks, artillery vehicles, the Russians have either captured them or destroyed them. And it was about a one-day uh, incursion, which, as anyone would expect, failed miserably. But, but I think that it accomplished its main goal, which was to divert attention away from Bakhmut. Um, I've heard a lot of people trying to make this out to be something bigger than it was. The, the Ukraine forces are uh, performing re reconnaissance work in Russia. This is a, a, a strategic win for uh, the Alensky regime because what it's going to do is it's going to force Russia to divert a large portion of its forces away from Donbass in order to protect the border. I've heard a lot of people trying to, to explain this away as something much bigger than what it really, really was, in my opinion, at least. I see this as a very simple case of, uh, of the Alensky regime, the collective West, even though they've denied it, the collective West uh, creating this little PR stunt, and that's what it was, a dangerous, stupid PR stunt in order to divert away from uh, Bakhmut, Artyomovsk. That's uh, my opinion. You What's are, your take? Uh, I, my opinion is exactly the same as yours. I, I, I don't disagree with any part of what you've said. Now, as far as I can see, we're talking about a very small group of people, perhaps, well, let's say 100, trying to enter um, Russia. Um, of course, the spin in the West is that this is an anti-Russian opposition group that's launched this attack. Uh, the, there may be some of these people there. We have saw them before, uh, people with, you know... <laughs> Uh, and neo-Nazi and all those kind of opinions. But anyway, um, the fact is the major force appears to have been Ukrainian. I mean, and if they were using tanks and armoured vehicles, that undoubtedly means that they were Ukrainians. Now, also, we also know that Zelensky has been obsessed with the idea of capturing towns and villages in Western Russia to use as some kind of leverage against the Russians. And, you know, this might have some element of that as well. But everything points to it being exactly what you said, a hurriedly cobbled together operation to move into uh, Western Russia, create a stir there, take the dis take the distract attention from Bakhmut, to distract attention from the fact that the Ukrainians have lost their great fortress in the Donbass, the one that they said would never fall, um, and the fact that they've suffered a major defeat. Thousands have been killed, hundreds of uh, tanks destroyed, apparently, all that. And so you stage a little incident like this in Western Russia. You throw away people's lives because, you know, whatever views these people have, I mean, they're not, not mine, obviously, but they are human beings. But you throw away their lives. You carry out another stunt. And by the way, what Alex was saying about, you know, the propaganda side of this, you also hone away at all your usual propaganda tools. Lots of fake stories, helicopters shot down, a small town supposedly captured 
panic in Belgorod city, people fleeing, all of this, none of that is true. But as I said, it's all the headlines, it's all in the media. So you believe, so people believe it. And, you know, it makes sense as if it was true. Uh, this is a minor incident in, in, a, in military terms. This is a non-story. But it served its purpose. It's done its job. People are talking about something else instead of Batman. Yeah. Uh, from from uh, an SMO, military, strategic conflict uh, point of view, this is a nothing burger. It, it served zero purpose to help yes. Ukraine's cause uh, in, in, along in fighting the, the war with Russia. It did nothing. But it does tell you how the collective West and the Alensky regime um, thinks, which is that they're perfectly fine, perfectly comfortable with uh, throwing away people's lives in order to gain some PR points. Absolutely. And I have to, uh, and again, you're absolutely right about something else, which is, of course, that we see yet again that the West is colluding with this. Because, I mean, we, we always hear about, you know, how the West, you know, they're not very happy about the various things that Ukraine is doing. They don't want them to launch strikes deep into Russia, all of these things. And yet, of course, Ukraine does all of these things. And what does the West do? It says nothing. It doesn't condemn them. It doesn't criticise them. It doesn't, you don't have people like Olaf Scholz or Macron or heaven's help us, Biden, phoning up Zelensky saying, what is this? What are you doing? This is madness. This is wrong. They are complicit in all of this. They say from one side of their mouths, don't do it. And from the other, they're actually cheering Ukraine on. And as you correctly say, the calculus is completely ruthless. It's deeply cynical. And it's also counterproductive because this isn't going to change anything in terms of the war. It's going to make it even clearer to people in Russia that what they're fighting is a, a, a conflict in which they're defending their, their own country. So in ter instead of it being represented to Russians as a war of aggression by Russia, it becomes a case of defending Russia from aggression. And that's the only real consequence of this attack. Yeah, and, you know, it's we're, we're not a party to this war, is what the collective West always says, but they continue to give weapons and, and um, mercenaries and God knows what and money to the Alaska regime, but we're not a party to this war. They say the same thing now with incidents like this one where... We, we we discourage Ukraine from um, attacking Russian territory, but you know they don't really condemn it, and they're just kind of nodding and winking when they're saying this. You know, yeah, well, we we discourage Ukraine from from these types of attacks. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod. I mean, it it not only does does damage for the the the. Um, it not, only, it not only solidifies the support of, of Russians in Russia in that they, they see what's going on and, and they end up being more united and put more support uh, behind Putin and, and what the Kremlin's doing. But it also, it also makes the collective West look really stupid to the rest of the world. I mean, take Europe out of it. Take the EU and Europe out of it, the collective West. 80% of the rest of, wor of the world looks at this and they just say, you know... <sighs> This is Putin was right. That's what they say. Putin was right. 
He was right well, all along. That's, exa uh, that, that's exactly that, what that it does. It, it further isolates the U.S. and the collective West. Stunts like this. That's, that is a very good point, actually. And because, of course, they do see all of this and they do see what's going on and they do see, hear and listen to what Western leaders say. And <laughs> as a result, the West comes across as sleazy <laughs> and dishonest uh, because nobody believes them. And that's a very bad call. Yeah. All right, uh, final question. There's really not much to analyze here, to be quite honest. Uh, do you think that Russia is going to to retaliate or say, let's let's say, take the bait and escalate because of this this uh, incursion? Maybe do something out of no. the ordinary, change up its strategy because of this. No, I mean they, they've never done that before, and they're not going to do it again. I mean this wasn't a particularly damaging incident for them. Um, they showed, by the way, and this is perhaps another extraordinary fact about this, because if you remember during the war in the Caucasus in the early 2000s, um, there were lots of attacks on soft targets by jihadi fighters within Russia, and it didn't change or shake either Russian opinion or the Russian government at all, or make them change anything that they were doing. And those are much more severe attacks than the ones we're seeing now. And it's not going to, it's not going to have any effect, just as it didn't in, before. It's not going to make the Russians change anything in what they're doing. Because they know that they're being goaded and provoked into an overreaction. And they're not going to let themselves be provoked into doing that. I also think that, that something like this shows uh, how weak the collective West uh, has become in that they're moving further away from actually engaging with Russia on, on the battlefield. And it seems like they're, uh, they're now focused on these types of, of uh, incursions, terrorist attacks, missile strikes on very, on, on civilian targets. I mean, there, it's not about actually fighting a military conflict with Russia anymore. To me, it looks like the collective West, NATO, the Aletsky regime, they've decided that uh, they're going to, to move in a direction of, of going after uh, villages or soft targets, civilian targets, taking out bridges, whatever. It, it, well, I think I, I'm they're, they're, they're I'm exposing sure themselves right. in a way, yeah. I'm sure that's right. But again, you know, the trouble with this particular war is that so much of it is being fought <laughs> virtually. I mean, it, you know, there's, there's the actual war, which is a pretty grim and horrible business from every conceivable point of view, but where the direction is clearly in one, one way with Ukraine being ground down. Now, I've seen some more figures, and they look pretty reliable, about the number of Ukrainian soldiers killed in the fight for Bakhmut. I'm not going to say what it was, but it's in the tens of thousands. And we also, you also see the number of Ukrainian military formations that was involved in trying to defend Bakhmut. And by the way, it's between two and three times more than are supposed to be participating in this big offensive that's coming. So that gives you an idea of the scale of the defeat. But you don't talk about that. You talk about attacks on these villages. Just as, you know, when... A, a Ukrainian drone manages to hit a Russian fuel tank and causes a fire. It's all over the Western media, publications about that, all over the place. When the Russians destroy a gigantic ammunition dump in a place like Khmelnytsky, 
with this huge cloud flying across, you know, mushroom cloud appearing, vast crater created, and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of equipment destroyed. I can tell you, it's not been reported here in Britain, for example, at all. <laughs> Never, you really, you got, got your news from mainstream media. You would know about, you know, the little attacks on the, you know, the odd fuel tank, Russian fuel tank here or there. You wouldn't know anything about Milnitsky. And that's the way, that I'm afraid is the way in which the war is being conducted. In, in, the, in, in, the, in the virtual space, as opposed to the real one. Yeah, they omit what uh, the Russians are doing because if people knew that uh, that the Russians were winning decisively, then they wouldn't be yes. supporting this war. Yeah, yes, and you yes. can't have that. Well, that's absolutely correct. Well, that's absolutely correct. By the way, just on, just to finish, just to say that RUSI, the Royal United Services Institute, has now been doing releasing, uh, and you know they're the British military's think tank. They've been releasing a series of studies about Russian military performance in Ukraine, and. It, it is completely at odds with the media story. So they know what is really happening. They just don't want us to. All right. We'll leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, and Rockfin. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.